Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning and welcome again, everybody, or good afternoon, rather, if you live in the uh, Eastern Time Zone. You're listening to the last 25 minutes of this program called Today's Issues here on AFR. American Family Radio. Uh, Steve Jordahl joins us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, afternoon, and evening. By us, I mean um, Ray Pritchard is with me. Uh, I was going to say me and Ray, but I'd get calls from my mom, <laughs> among other okay, people. It wouldn't bother me. I know. You know, uh, misusing the King's English right there. Uh, Ray Pritchard joins us from Kansas City. We're in Tupelo. And we thank you for listening wherever you may be across the U.S. It's going to get bitterly cold. We've talked about that. Ray told us it's going to get straight, just straight up no wind chill in Kansas City on Thursday night. It's going to be what? About minus 7, 8, 9 along in there. And then with the wind chill, oh, 30, 35 degrees below zero. Hmm. What? You just don't go anywhere. You just don't get out of your house. Right. Let let me point out that it is it is still seventy eight degrees in Key West at this hour. <laughs> just 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 right. saying, people. Right. There's just a reason saying. people go. People drive south to fly south for the winter. That's right. Um, so, all right. Well, we will. Uh, you know, it's 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 uh, it's humorous on one level, and another another level, it's very dangerous situation. So make preparations. Because I mean, seriously, you get get out. Stuck, you know, in a your car doesn't work out in the interstate or something, you could be dead. You're in, you're in real trouble. Yeah. yeah, by the time somebody, you know what I'm saying, yep. finds you. Um, all right, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning. I, I Just so you know, Ray, um, the all-time record cold for Kansas is okay. minus 40. Not windshield, uh, just Minus oh, 40. the real, just literal minus little. My, I have a map in front of me with the all-time coldest temperatures in every. When did state. that happen? Do you know? Does it say? Yeah, I can tell you that uh, the date for that. Yeah, February thirteenth, nineteen oh five. Where? Does it Lebanon? Okay, yeah, that's not Shawnee. Okay, we're okay. <laughs> oh yeah, it was really probably cold. only thirty-five I'm below. Totally it's really bad. <laughs> What what do we got for Mississippi there then? What's the, uh, the lowest ever in Mississippi is minus nineteen in Corinth in nineteen sixty six. About an hour from here. Um, every in state what in year, the union. What year was that? Sixty six. Okay. Every state in the union has hit temperatures below zero except for Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And Hawaii's all time lowest temperature, if I could, is uh, twelve degrees Fahrenheit. It got down to 12 degrees in Hawaii? Yeah, you could ski in Hawaii. Did you know that? Oh, you're talking about at the top of that, uh, the Big Island? Haleakala. It was on uh, this, the low temperature of 12 was on the uh, Mauna Kea Observatory in Hawaii. Yeah, okay. Top of a mountain. That's a really high elevation. Yeah, in 1979. But not. We're not talking about Waikiki. It did not get (laughs) it. Right. (laughs) No, probably not. Huh? Nope. The all-time low uh, for anywhere in the contiguous U.S. is minus 70, I saw. Where was that? I'm going to guess that's uh, International Falls, Mon- Minnesota. Montana. Rogers Pass, Montana. And up in Alaska, 
the all-time lows, minus 80 in Prospect Creek Camp <laughs> in 1971. Minus 80 degrees. <laughs> oh, man. I can tell you the all-time maximum temperatures, too, but eh, whatever. Well, <laughs> it's going to be cold, folks. Yeah. It's going to be cold this weekend. The spring is on the way. Yep. I can. Well, no, I can't see it either. But uh, springtime will be here, quote, before you know it. All right, Steve. So, what, what, what do you uh, have? We couldn't. Uh, Doctor McCullough had to cancel. Yeah, us. You know he that, did. We're yeah. we're seeing if we can get him uh, tomorrow. We want to All talk right. about the vaccine and everything. But let's do this because you know I know you guys were talking about the January sixth committee doing its business and everything, and uh, we're getting comments. Oh, they were on, doing their business, <laughs> doing the like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. I, I, somehow I just knew that was. Coming. I put my own ball on the tee and I hit it. There you right go. There. <laughs> yeah. Scott Adams, the guy, the uh, Dilbert uh, guy, right. he tweeted this out. In he's in full admiration of this committee. He says January sixth committee reminds America that we can never again allow a small band of unarmed protesters to conquer the largest military power in the history of human civilization by sauntering through the Capitol rotunda and taking selfies. We were so close to losing everything, he says. <laughs> That's the way the January 6th, the eternal January 6th commission wants to make it. I know. <laughs> huh? I know, but Scott Adams is. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> so he'll be canceled now. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. All right. Uh, let's talk about the latest Twitter files. You know, every so often we get those released. We talked about that a little bit last half hour, but go ahead. Well, I, there's a couple of things that I want to add. Uh, so um, Twitter file 7 was released yesterday, and basically it points to an organized effort. This is, uh, uh, as Matt Taibbi uh, described it, it uh, points to an organized effort by representatives of the intelligence community aimed at senior executives at news and social media companies to discredit leaked information about the Hunter Biden uh, laptop before and after it was published. So that goes into detail again, talking about the incestuous relationship between the FBI and uh, and the and Twitter. But I wanted to bring I have a letter in front of me that's from our favorite congressman, Adam Schiff. And he and three other uh, not members. not my favorite, but you're saying, <laughs> oh, your tongue's firmly planted in your cheek. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Did you, yeah. Is that not obvious? Okay, okay go ahead. Adam <laughs> Schiff, what he, now? He wrote a letter and, and signed on by three other Democrats in Congress. Uh, Dated to, when? To whom? To Nicholas uh, Craig, uh, Clegg, who is the president of global affairs at Meta, which is uh, Facebook. Facebook, basically. By the way, when did he write this? This was there's not a date on this letter, but it's within the last day or two. Okay, so you got Adam Schiff, who is one of the Democrat leaders in Congress, yep. writing to Facebook. Facebook, right? By the way, Facebook's address is number one hacker way in Menlo Park, California. Um, and so what? What um, Nick? What uh, Adam Schiff is begging? And in fact, threatening to investigate if Facebook doesn't do is keep Donald Trump off of Facebook forever. Uh, did, they, did, he, did he write like that? Like you just? I think that was his voice. The I voice? Think, yes, the voice. Was, he wrote like that? Yes. Okay. So he urged to write, urged Meta to maintain its commitment to keeping dangerous and unfounded election denial content off of its platform. Um, I especially loved. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of. Tard. Tard. I'm going to go way down south with tired. I'm tard. (laughs) T-A-R-D. And feathered. 
uh, this this idea that the left wing pundits, media, politicians, they alone get to describe, they alone get to determine what's misinformation. And they're using this all and dangerous and a threat to democracy. You see this, Ray? They're yeah. using this all the time now, and they're using it as a as a uh, shield to hide behind to say we have a right to uh, tell Facebook and Twitter and media outlets what they can and can't say because we deem what they're doing is a threat to democracy or dangerous or misinformation on whatever the subject is, COVID, election denials. You know what? I don't care if a whole country's uh, into what the left calls election denials. And that's all we talk about 24-7. I know. They have no right to shut down that conversation or discussion just because they don't like uh, or because they have a different view of what the facts are. Agreed. And and what is telling here is that the reason that uh, Adam Schiff is so upset with Facebook is because he says not only are you posting these, but these posts about election fraud in 2020, they got a huge following. He said um, as many as a 120.4 million people in the past year read or looked at election denial posts. It's a huge reach, which tells me there's an awful lot of people who are still have questions about that. Um, so, so a member of Congress is writing to Facebook telling them you, you, need, you need to clean up your act yep. uh, with respect to content of your posters. It is uh, uh, people any, uh, people who post on Facebook. You need to watch out if they're election denier, as we define it. Yeah. Then uh, they need to be taken off. They and and the, he's offered. He's actually asked five questions. Who six, does? six questions. Schiff asks six questions of Facebook. Um, basically, are you going to go through all six? No. Okay. But this is the one that it stuck out at me. Will Meta analyze the posts of Trump on Truth Social and other statements he's made when making a decision on his suspended account? We want you to to take a look at what he said. He's still mentioning Donald Trump. Oh, Schiff is mentioned by name. Letter, by the name. whole letter is just about the whole letter is about Donald. He's obsessed. Trump. Oh, it's an unhealthy obsession. Li- living rent free in his brain. Yeah. All right. Look, that's if, an, if, if they if ironically, I think it's going to work backwards. If you want, uh, if you if you want to stop Mr. Trump from being reelected in 2024, the way you do that is ignore him completely. Mm-hmm. You turn him into a martyr mm-hmm. even yeah. further right. by doing this kind of s- stuff. You're going to drive multiple millions of Americans to vote for him and support him in 2024. It's, it's upside down what they're doing. And let me say also, guys, just like we said about the Twitter deal, this is dirty business. It's ugly business that a, a member of Congress should be writing to a social media company, giving them direction right. on what to post and what not to right. post. Because uh, everybody likes to say, well, Facebook's a private company. Yeah, but once they become an arm of the government, right. they're not really so private anymore. Right, right. I hear some music going off or something. Is that, it's on your computer, Steve. It's, no, I think it's your oh, laptop. It's my phone. No, I think is that's it, a, is it, I, yeah. Is it's it, a calendar is it Chris, invite. Christmas music? <laughs> no, it's not. It's a calendar. Okay. It's a it's a alarm for my calendar. And what it is is basically, it's me asking uh, Doctor McCullough if we can do this tomorrow at the same time. I don't know why it's giving me the. All right. Well, 
It's still doing that, isn't it? No, that's because it's not your Christmas phone. Music. Oh, look right there! It's that video on the laptop. Well, let's t- let's I don't know, let's turn this off. I, I was trying to that. tell you that. But I know you I were, and I wasn't listening. No, I was like, weren't. How about that? I was trying to help you out. Did you get it turned? off? I got off? it turned off. Okay. I'm sorry, everybody. If you uh, that that well, it was you just know a, it was like some it, it was, was a, it was a background music that. It, it was a Fox News page, and it you was know very repetitive. Bugs me about Fox News pages. We, when you load a Fox, when you uh, bring up a Fox News page, they have a video at the top that yeah. has some ads, and then it has a news mm-hmm. brief or whatever. And you cannot set it so that that does not play the minute right. you open up a web page. Which, for someone right. in radio who sometimes needs to control the sound environment, like I didn't do there, right. it's kind of kind of annoying. Yeah. What's your next story? All right. Open uh, up, Adam. <laughs> Adam, this, uh, how do you spell his last name? Schiff? S-H-I-F-F. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's all there? right. I don't think there's a that's C right. there. That's all right. It doesn't matter. S-C-H-I-F-F. Okay. All right. Next, uh, next story. A federal judge has blocked the state of California from enforcing a gun control, what they call a scheme. Now, this is this is kind of, I don't know if it's, you call it 3D chess, but Gavin Newsom was trying to make a point here. So California um, modeled a gun control bill after Texas's abortion bill. This is the bill in Texas that says that someone can, anybody can sue uh, an abortion provider, makes abortions illegal after a fetal heartbeat can be detected, and permits private right. citizens to sue abortion providers. So. Uh, California decided, okay, if it's good for abortion, why did, why not guns? Well, a federal judge in the state blocked it, saying it was a cynical scheme. It was an abomination. It's outrageous and objectable. There's no dispute. It raises serious constitutional questions. And and so what this uh, what Fox is saying is this is the exact outcome that Gavin Newsom wanted. He wanted them to strike down the gun control law so sure. he could make a point that if the gun control law in California is cynical and abomination and outrageous. So is the Texas abortion law. That's what his point is. Is that what they call Machiavellian way of thinking? You know, he 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 got a law passed wanting it to be struck down to, to say, hey, Texas. So he could own Texas, to, basically. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> well, the difference there is, it's pretty glaring that the Second Amendment is a Part of the United States Constitution. Yep. Abortion is not. Yep. Correct. <laughs> All right, point, point one. Yeah. <laughs> point up. Point only. I, yeah. I don't think we need to go That's any right. further. All right. Um, they're still dealing with COVID. In fact, there's something called the triple demic now. Have you heard about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID and the flu and RSV uh, or breathing disorder. Respiratory up. Well, upper respiratory virus. Right. And anyways, those are kind of running around. And so other countries, and here there's not much of a debate yet on masks and everything, but man, New Zealand is going full police state. It is scary what New Zealand is doing. I want you to hear, these are uh, a news program in New Zealand, and then we're going to hear from one of New Zealand's health officers. And uh, <laughs> this reminds me a little bit of China and Russia in the back of the day, Cut 11. 
Our Secret Service is launching an initiative to help us identify people who may have been radicalised. Know the Signs details dozens of indicators that a friend or family member could be planning a terror attack. As Adam Hollingworth reports, the move comes as our spy chiefs identify a new and worrying type of terrorism. Time was when the intelligence services were never seen, never heard. But now they're loudly proclaiming your country needs you to keep an eye on those you know and, if necessary, dob them in. Recognising a potential warning sign and then alerting NZSAS or police could be the vital piece in the puzzle that ultimately saves lives. To that end, they're publishing a guide called Know the Signs to help us all identify potential terrorists in our midst. To pay attention if they are, and to be alert so that if they see or hear about something that seems off, um, that worries them and concerns them, they might have a look at this information to say, does this indicate to me that this person is on the road to actually committing an attack? One of the things that they don't like is people who chirp back against the government for its COVID uh, mandates. You're on the road to terrorism. But this is, this is turn your neighbors in. We want you to keep an eye on your neighbors. Kids, keep an eye on your parents. Uh <laughs> Hey, uh, speaking of the, uh, what did you call the uh, the Tri- three? the three Triple-demic. Okay, and we're talking about COVID, the flu, and... RSV. Uh, I was looking for this story because I saw it this morning. Uh, it's about CVS and Walgreens having to ration the medicine for these things for children. Really? Because there's been such an outbreak. Yeah. Um, um, I, I didn't know about the... the um... Yeah. Did you see this, Ray? No, no. But it is something, uh, something that I talked to people around the country and talked to some friends in Chicago last night. It's uh, it's terrible what's happening, this upper respiratory stuff around the country, everywhere it seems. So it's, it's not exactly COVID necessarily. It could be RSV, could be the flu, could be something else. Yep. So CVS, and this is uh, courtesy NBC News, CVS and Walgreens are limiting how many children's pain relief medication people can buy at once amid a a winter triple-demic of respiratory viruses. What I have heard, and I'm not a doctor, and don't take this to the bank, but what I have heard is when we locked down for a year and nobody went out and everybody kind of stayed in their own cocoons, we missed a year of being around people with sniffles and uh, different little sicknesses. We would either catch a cold or our body would react to those uh, bio- uh, bio- the germs that came in, and it would kind of energize our immune system. It's good for us to, to be out and around. It's good for our immune system to be around normal uh, dangers in the world because it it prompts the body to reject those kind of things. If and so being locked up, we th- that immune system uh, defense kind of plummeted, is what I have heard, and that's why the flu and uh, RSV and and COVID are are making a pretty big comeback because we haven't been exposed to any of that stuff. We've we've weakened our own natural immunity, yeah, yeah by the by the lockdown. Yep. Uh- According to the uh, to CNN or a CNN article, young children are particularly vulnerable to RSV, which has hospitalized more than four out of every one thousand children. Hmm. Uh, so it's pretty significant. Uh, and hospitalized uh, younger than oh, younger than five years old. 
So, you got four out of every thousand children younger than five are in the hospital, have been in the hospital because of RSV. But uh, the the thing I was noticing was that uh, Walgreens and CVS have both said they're gonna ha- they got to ration the medicine for this because it's so so many so many kids in particular are are, get, are getting it. And I think it is what you talked about, Steve, to a large extent. Now you're always going to have these things happen, especially every winter, you know. But uh, the rise in uh, among children, in particular points i think to what you said earlier that is the you know the lockdowns uh thwarted the is that what's the right word yep the uh, natural immunity immunity that would have so now now there be that's being exploited so and what this article says and i want to be very careful how we read this what this article says is cvs and walgreens are limiting how many children's pain relief medication people people can buy I don't know that that doesn't mean that the curing medication, the medication that actually takes the, you know, helps you, you mean like over. a prescription? You're not talking about prescriptions. You're talking about no. over-the-counter stuff, right? Well, right. This, right. The cap applies to products bought online or at the pharmacies. Walmart said, in a state, Walmart said in a statement that although the company has seen higher demand for pediatric medication this year, it, it has been, Walmart has been able to meet that demand with no and no purchase limits are in place, but I'm I'm wondering, and this is a question I don't know, but there's a difference between relieving a child's pain, sure, uh, the aches you get with a fever, and the medication that would cure them or help them survive, sure, sure. the uh, the the illness. I don't know, but I'm just wondering. Okay, we'll wander on to the next story. Let's got do that. Two minutes. All right. Uh, <laughs> Stanford University is publishing an index of harmful language that it plans to eliminate. Is? Stanford. Okay. They don't want to use in their IT department, and they don't want anybody using certain words. Do you know what uh, what word they flagged as inappropriate? What, Steve? American. No, no, no. Don't use the word American. Oh, please. It. Uh, they say the people instead are asked to use U.S. citizen because American typically refers to people from the United States only, thereby insinuating that the U.S. is the most important country in the Americas. We don't want to do that. So don't call ourselves Americans. Stanford is one of the academically most prestigious universities in the country. Makes you worried, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And, and, it does. and, 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 and this, this kind of stuff's going on? Yeah, yeah. That's typical PC. Uh, this Garbage. kind of it's – going, it's going on all over the country. I I'm hoping it'll run its course, this idiocy. It's yeah. idiocy is what it, it is. It really right? is. In the name of exclu- inclusiveness and diversity, and you've got uh, a bunch of these far lefties who've got in control of of decision-making places in colleges and universities all over the country. It was a, it, Somebody needs to write a book if it hadn't been written, Ray, already on how this happened because it was yeah. it, it was evidently planned. You're not doing anything tomorrow, are you, Ray? You're so, going to write that book. Coming out well, this weekend. Well, we, we've known that, you know, left-wingers have been yeah. very influential on college campuses for a long time. They've played that's, the long that's game. Not, that's not anything years. new, but they've got control yeah. of they've gotten control of places like, uh, Stanford. you know, to, to, to language. Yeah. Like right. what kind of language? The universities. Right. So, so Stanford University says to call yourself an American is to – to Think of yourself as superior. Superior to, to people in Guatemala. 
apparently. Or Bolivia. Yeah, or you also Argentina. don't want to use. But the, the people term- in Guatemala call themselves Guatemalans. Yes, they do. I that's think super- they do. Well, that's offensive to me as an American because they think they're superior. They must. Um, okay. You also don't use the word grandfathered because at one point they used the word grandfathered in the South to say that uh, to you to deny blacks voting rights. They they grandfathered in different. Yeah, so that's going too far. Uh, eh, speaking as a grandpa uh, uh, listen, myself, these, that's too far. I know these people got way too much time that's, on their hands. Now we got now we now we got trouble. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, today's what, Wednesday? No, today's Tuesday. We'll see you back here tomorrow.